Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Torah Psych 101, where if you love Torah and you love psychology, this is the podcast you have been waiting for. I am your host, Dr. Jonathan Lassen. Let's get right into it. And so imagine the following scenarios. This all has to do with jealousy, by the way. So scenario number one, your next door neighbor just installed a new in-ground pool. You don't have one, but you were always thinking about getting one. Scenario number two, Bill J. Gates, you just heard that he just donated $50 million to some charitable organization. And then scenario number three is your good friend calls you to inform you that after 10 years of trying to have a child, his wife gave birth to their first child. So in each of those situations, do you feel jealous, envious, happy? So each situation evokes certain feelings. When a neighbor gets something that you don't have, but you really want, it might produce that negative type of jealousy. He has it, so why can't I have it? But if Bill Gates were to donate $500 million to charity, or $50 million to charity, whatever it is, it's more than, it's more like he has what I certainly will never have. I wish I could have it, but it doesn't upset me. You know, he did it. Fine, that's his. And if your good friend, the last scenario, calls you to tell you the good news that they had their first baby, we're naturally and genuinely happy for them. We could say, I'm so happy for you. So we're proud. We're happy. We're happy for them. So perhaps the the most difficult words that people, for many people, to say are the words, I'm so happy for you. And those words usually conjure up these feelings of jealousy and envy. Interestingly, when someone goes through a difficult time and then has some degree of success, those words are not as difficult to say. For example, if someone wanted to have kids all his life and they were finally blessed with a child, then we're genuinely happy for them, like in that third scenario. But let's say somebody who is already seemingly comfortable just purchased a brand new fancy car. It's a little harder to say, I'm so proud of you. Well, why is that the case? So let's consider what jealousy does to a person. So the bad type of jealousy, as we see in uh, Pirkei Ovos, <clears throat> tells us that uh, a person that says, kin of the type of Motsi and Sodom and Olam, that jealousy, the bad type of jealousy, removes a person from the world. And you can't live with yourself if you're constantly jealous. That's the basic interpretation of why you're removed from, from the world. You can't live with yourself if you're constantly jealous of what you don't have, so you're not really living in this world. Gamara also tells us that uh, jealous person's bones, they, they uh, rot after they die. Not just the person, the bones too. In contrast, there is a good type of jealousy. The Gemara tells us that we're, when we're jealous of Talmud HaChachamim, of great Torah scholars, it increases our own wisdom. So in our parsha, Moshe continues to give Moser to the Jewish people. But the Medrash tells over an interesting conversation which relates to this jealousy issue. It takes place between Moshe and his successor, Yoshua. And Hashem speaks to Yoshua for the first time. And Moshe asks, what did Hashem say to you? And Yoshua is like taken off guard by this question. He says, in all the years that Hashem spoke to you, did I ever ask you what you were talking about with Hashem? And Moshe immediately really, he, uh, realized that he was becoming jealous of Yoshua. And he said, I'd rather die a hundred deaths than to be transformed into this jealous type of person. And the Torah in a few places includes including our parsha, tells us not to covet or be jealous of our neighbor. And a lot of people question, how can the Torah tells us, tell us or command us to do something that comes natural, like being jealous of people? So I don't necessarily see it that way, because the Torah has many commandments 
that tell us not to do what might come natural to us. But perhaps what's missing is the feelings and the emotions, which, as we know, in the mental health field are quite complex. And what one person might be jealous of, another person might not experience any jealousy. And such commands such as not eating trafe, um, they don't necessarily involve an emotion unless you're comparing what others can eat to what you can eat. And you say, I wish I had that cheeseburger with, uh, with real cheese, of course. So I believe that the Torah, by commanding us to withhold this natural emotion of being jealous, is really teaching a lesson in personal responsibility. When we're personal, personally responsible for our actions, we make better choices. And at times we need to be commanded, we need to be told what to do. And this is a lesson to parents and those in the Chinuch. Because children want order, they want consequences, they want consistency. And oftentimes we're tempted to give in to the rationale as to why our children shouldn't do certain things. And this only causes um, children to question and find the contradictory statements that we make as adults. But if we just say, don't do it, and say it consistently, our children eventually get the idea. So in order to prevent ourselves from becoming jealous, we have to be very consistent with our values and be happy with what we have, and be able to say the words, I am so genuinely happy for you when something goes well for our friend. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I am Dr. Jonathan Lassen, a therapist, educator, and lifelong learner. I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts, and suggestions by emailing me at jonathanlassen2018 at gmail.com. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-L-A-S-S-O-N 2018 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and learning from you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and are psyched for our next Torah Psych Podcast.